understated presents LA Underground with Putin. Girl, I'll house you. Say what? LA Underground. Now give me something to dance to. Dance to. Understated LA. This is only the beginning. Clever the way everything blends together. And my sound's laid down by the underground. LA Underground. About Wuka. Wuka. Sounds like a dream. I think it's good to have dreams, right? You're listening to the Understated Recordings Podcast, LA Underground. Welcome to Understated Presents LA Underground with me, Rukin. Well, I hope you're all bearing up okay in the lockdown and that maybe we can be together again on a dance floor sometime soon. In the meantime, this is the 26th edition of this show and we have a great show lined up. The special guest this week is one of the original residents of Understated. We welcome Hannah Monica to the show. It's an awesome interview, and she drops a killer guest mix to go along with it, so stick around for that. So we thought we'd give a more gentle, meditative, and massaging start to the show this week. This is coming from the next EP out on Understated. It's from Philip Waters. More of a left field and ambient tip on this one. This is Dreams. Time for the second track on the EP, and this is more dance floor ready. It's got a beautiful kick driving through this track, and this is this is obsession.
out here in the new heart. Because the truth is, honey, there's no sense living your life without this. To make the journey and not fall deeply in love. Listen to Understated Presents LA Underground on any platform where a podcast is available. But we really do love your ratings, subscriptions, and reviews on iTunes. So please go over there and uh, give us a follow, give us a subscribe, let us know what you think. And you can also get in touch with us and talk to us at our handles on socials. You can go to at Understated Recordings, at Understated LA. And you can catch me directly anywhere with at Rukin Official. I love talking to you guys.
because that's how you get, you know, to mastership. Let's not be mediocre in our greatness. You know what I mean? Like think big. Think big. And think in doses. Think in experiences. And don't be afraid of experiences that teach you. Never be afraid of not knowing. You know, find out. Because that's how you get, you know, to mastership. Let's not be mediocre in our greatness. You know what I mean? Like think big. Think big. And think in doses. Think in experiences. And don't be afraid of experiences that teach you. In the background there is the final track off the EP, and that is Truth, again from Philip Waters. And coming up now is the interview. I sat down with Hannah Monica, who's one of the original residents of Understated. So sit back and enjoy getting to know one of the nicest DJs you will ever happen to meet on the Los Angeles underground scene. This is my interview with Hannah Monica. So today's interview is something of an in-house situation. And what I mean by that is I am interviewing one of the original residents of Understated. She has played almost all of the parties that they've ever hosted. And you can find her knocking around many of the warehouse situations that happen in LA. She's an LA resident. She's a phenomenal house and techno DJ. She's also a producer in her own right and was also seen playing at Burning Man, the last Burning Man that happened in 2019. She's uh, an all-round brilliant producer and DJ uh, and a great person and someone who I'm really excited to have in the studio today. Please welcome Hannah Monica. Hi, Sam. Great so, to uh, be here. Thank you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, this is um, something of a first. You are officially the first pandemic lockdown guest of LA Underground. So congratulations. Thank you. What an honor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. How has it been for you? Yes. Yeah, so the lockdown, um, for me personally, it's been, it's been okay. I'm staying safe, just practicing social distancing, but of course it's still such a scary and unknown situation. I fear for the health of my family and my friends um, yeah, it's been hard not to see them, but yeah. Just Is everyone a, you know okay? Yes. No one I know has actually had it. My mom had a little bit of a scare. My stepdad's coworker might have had it, but then he ended up testing negative. Still, friends of friends have gone through it, but as much as I know, they, they've all been okay. That's good to know. And what were you doing just before all this went down? Just before, I think the last event I attended was that, was 900 block. Then Understated was supposed to have an event on, on March Friday. 13th. Yes. Yeah. And so we canceled that. Yeah. So right before I was getting ready for another event, basically. And it just kind of exponentially grew and just got to the point where it just wasn't safe. We didn't feel safe having that event or or having that many people together. Yeah, I think it was the, the definitely the right decision. There, there wasn't another choice, was there, at that, at that moment? There was, yeah, there was no other choice. 
and presumably there's a plan in the works to reboot that event anyway. So I'm sure as soon as we're allowed to congregate again, that it'll be happening, won't it? Yes, exactly. We'd love to put that together again. We were very excited. So I know that you've been active on the live stream universe. I know you were on the understated live stream. I was. How was that? I mean, I've done live streams before, but how, how was it in this situation where it's kind of the only outlet for DJs right now? Honestly, it was, I had so much fun. Um, it was a blast. Yeah, so most everyone who played was just saying how they needed it and they needed that that release. And so it was just a really nice thing for everyone to do. And I'm curious to know whether you feel personally that the lockdown has made you more creative or whether it's kind of dampened the creativity. How has that been for you as an artist? Yeah, so, I mean, there's definitely more time to be at home and, and try to work on things. But, it, it, yeah, it, it does almost feel like I've, I feel a little less creative because a lot of times I get inspired by, you know, seeing DJs I like and hearing new music, which I can do. I mean, I still, of course, stick for music during this time, but it's, it's so much different hearing new music out at a show than just, you know, when you're at home. Yeah. I personally have felt a little bit like as I go through promos and what have you and, and, and listen to music, I, I find myself thinking, what's it all for right now? What, 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 like I'm, 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 I'm still like building my library of, of music, but with no definite outlet for it in the future, you know? Oh, kind I feel a, that exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a curious exactly. moment for musicians everywhere and DJs particularly because it's the art form that demands an audience and a live setting, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It completely does. We're hoping to do another live stream event. Hopefully it can help some more DJs and artists, you know, play, play that music, play their music for everyone. But yeah, it's definitely a, a bit strange. No, I'm still buying all this music, but right now it's just for me. Yeah. Absolutely. And do you have a day job as well when you're I not do. when you're not a museum? What do you do for a living? I do. So I work in finance. I work for it's real estate consulting type of finance. So I've been working from home. It's still normal hours, like forty-five to fifty hours a week. Wow. So still so it's yeah, so it's, that's not been a, it's not been a break for you, has it? <laughs> no, not a break at all. It's a little tough because you still have to communicate with my boss and my coworkers constantly. So it's been a little bit tough. And um, I'm interested to know how the music side of your life all began for you. So you grew up in LA. I did. And and when would you say that you became aware of, of dance music and it became, you know, a significant part of your life? So becoming aware of it, probably towards the end of high school. And I remember my first rave, I think it was either right after I graduated high school or before I went to hard. It was the one that got shut down. And so that kind of started everything for me. And then my freshman year in college, I that's when I got way more into it. And I would be... I would go to more raves or music events. I I think it kind of started with dubstep. Really? Yeah. So every so weekend I would go over to Mike's house, Monjo Frazier, 
and he would always be playing dubstep. And so I kind of got into that first and then just going to more, more music events, it kind of shifted into house and techno. And when did you first start learning how to DJ? I think it was about four or five years ago. Or no, Understated just had, had the three-year anniversary. So it was probably three to four years ago. Awesome. And you've been to production school as well, haven't you? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So I attended IO. It's right here in Hollywood. I did a, a year-long program there. That was... Yeah, that was my first time learning or using any kind of music production software. It was it was a lot to learn. I'm still I still feel like I'm in the learning phase and and just keep trying to practice and make sounds that I that I like or sound good together. And talk a bit a little bit about the latest track that you released on the understated compilation. That was a collab, wasn't it, with Keyspan? It was. So that he was, was... He was on the show with Damon Steele. The previous uh, episode, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So um, how did that collaboration come about? And talk us through how that track came together. Yes. Yeah, so that track actually started as one of my final tracks that I submitted for music production school for I.O. And one of the requirements was it had to be a collab. And so, yeah, I knew that Keyspan was you know, working on a lot of music at the time and understated us a lot of, a lot of events with Lamp. So yeah, I asked him if he would want to work on something with me. And so that's how it started. And then after I submitted that for, for school, we worked on it a little bit more. And then the compilation this past January was coming out. So, so I sent that to everyone to see if they would be okay with adding that in there and they were really excited about it. So that was touch. That's awesome. Yeah. And you also threw some vocals on Grenster's track, right? I did. I did a couple years ago. Yes. So Grenster was, he was using a sample from some poem from a while ago. And so they thought it would be cool to have you know, someone from the team, someone from Understated, do that sample instead. So I sent him just some stems of, of audio. Um, yeah, he, he started working with those and just and put those in his track. That's really cool. Do you think you'd do that again? And maybe on your own tracks, maybe you put some <laughs> vocals on there? Probably on my own track, yes. I would be excited to do that. I'm not... So that track was more of a speaking sample, but... Do you sing? I don't sing. Not I yet. don't sing. So <laughs> I haven't sung yet. But uh, yeah, so if using my own voice would probably be more of a speaking or not, yes, not a full on singing, but still would be fun. In the short amount of time that you've been DJing, relatively, you've played a lot of parties over like you know, three, four years. Which ones have, have stood out for you as being particularly special or, you know, captivating in terms of how the dance floor has kind of moved together or what have been some of the more seismic moments that have happened uh, along the way? Because there's always a couple of parties here and there that stand out, right? Yes, definitely. I think besides understated parties, the most the ones that I've had the most fun playing, I played 900 Block once at Pattern Bar, 
And yeah, I'll always remember that time. That was, that was so much fun. I felt like there was so much interaction with, with the crowd. Yeah. Just the energy in that room was, was really amazing. I find the Patton Bar a really interesting venue because I've been in there when it really hasn't been working at all. And it's not necessarily to do with the amount of people in there. Sometimes there's a vibe and sometimes there just isn't. And I played um, a Tessellate party there, you know, one of the LAMP events. And, I remember and, that one. And it was like wild. And, and, and you just never know what you're going to get. But when it goes in there, it's really exciting. It really is. And just the way the space is too. It's just a little more intimate, but but I definitely agree with that. Sometimes it's, yeah, sometimes everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. But then there's those special nights where everyone's just just going crazy and it's it's such a blast. I also really like it when the shutters come down on the, on the windows. It feels <laughs> like it suddenly got a little bit more secret and exciting. Even uh-huh. though you know it's about to come to an end, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it feels pretty locked down and exciting. Yeah, they're shutting it down, but it's, yeah, the last bit, it's fun. Well, speaking of things being shut down, uh, the whole industry is shut down right now, pretty much. I mean, you can release music, but you certainly can't dance to it with anybody else. So where do you think it's going next? I mean, eventually, of course, we will be allowed to party again. I mean, it's inevitable. But what would that be like? And and do you think this has changed the scene? Yes, uh, definitely has changed the scene. I feel like the next time we can gather together for for a big event probably isn't for at least another year so i think live streams are here to stay i think we'll be i think those will get more and more advanced um better production with live streams but yeah even once we're allowed to to throw these big parties again um i think live streaming will will stay around i don't think necessarily the events will be live streamed, but I think there'll definitely be, you know, shows on the side that are just via live streaming. You know, it's interesting because I have barely watched a single live stream whilst I've been on the lockdown, which hasn't meant I haven't been consuming music, mm-hmm. but it feels there's something too lonely about it for me, I think, if that makes sense. I, yes, I can understand that because it's, you mean, it's just you watching, right? I mean, I like it in terms of enjoying the music that a DJ is playing, but it's not feeding me in the same way as turning up in a room with a bunch of my friends might be. Even if I know that I've got friends who are also consuming it, it's just not the same thing. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've said when asked over the years about what's important about house music and the scene, dance music and the scene in general, is that I think it's a primal need to come together and move and move as one. Like, I think that's an important thing that for some reason as a species we need. And I think we're going to be really hungry for that. You know, it's going to be an absence makes the heart grow fonder kind of situation. I don't think that, I don't think it will ever be eradicated. What do you think? Yes, I think everyone that is in the scene right now and attending these events. I think they miss it so much and and being together and dancing and, and just listening to that music. When it comes back, I think we'll, we'll never forget this or take another party for granted. I think there's just going to be so much more love in the scene and 
just, yeah, people, people just coming together. Yeah, I think that that's going to have changed it forever, too. That's a really positive way of thinking about it, though, isn't it? You know, is that it'll be magnified enjoyment. Right. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so when you sit down to produce, which producers are in your head that you respect and aspire to artistically equal? So one of my all-time favorites is Len Faki. I love his sound. I, yes, would, would love to be able to make a track that sounds like his. Sometimes if I am having some trouble getting started, I'll, I'll just pull up um, a track of his or, you know, another track that I'm really into right now. And I'll try to just create some of those sounds. And it ends up not sounding anything like that song, but, but that will help me kind of get going on, on my own track. Yeah, I think reference tracks are awesome in terms of inspiration and just to get you in the headspace, really, of where you want to be, isn't it? You know, it's super useful. It's it's completely useful. Yeah, it just, I think it can, it's so helpful. It, it definitely changes the way I would produce. So you're born in LA. Did you study in LA as well? Or did you go away and come back? I went away and I came right back. So Where did you go? I went to Santa Barbara. I went to UCSB for four years and then... So not far away. But. Not too far. Still right by the beach. Even closer to the beach than, than I am now. But yes, and then I came back here. And I love LA. I don't, I don't see myself moving. Have, moving you experienced, have you experienced the scene in other cities? Have you traveled around to events? Have you, or when you've traveled, have you gone to some clubs and, and seen what it's like elsewhere? Or are you really just familiar with LA? Yes, so when I've been to New York, I've been to, to parties there. I went to London and Berlin a couple years ago, mainly just to see the nightlife. But so I, I went to a lot of events over there. How would you say it's different or isn't it? <laughs> It's, it was a little bit different. In London, every event I went to was just, it was a club, but it kind of felt like a rave. It was, there were so many people. The lines were, it felt like they were miles long. The security at one of the clubs was, was the most intense security I've ever gone through. More than a rave. But yeah, when, when I went inside, it seemed like everyone was more into the music almost than, than I've seen more, more into it than not than any party I've been to here, but, but a lot. So do you think that's more of an understanding of what it is that they're listening to like a, a broader knowledge of the music, or do you think they're more engaged in the present with what's happening? Yeah, I think it was, Maybe they were more engaged. It seemed like a lot of them went there just just to dance. Where we're here, I feel like people go to hang out with each other as well and you know, spend time with each other, catch up, have conversations. But I think that might have had something to do with it too. I mean, it's kind of the, the Hollywood effect as well, right? I mean, I feel like the, the clubs in Hollywood, as even the best clubs in Hollywood, uh, it's very much a mixed bag in terms of a crowd. There is there are some people who are there just because they're going out and they might as well go somewhere without really having any idea of who's playing or what the vibe's going to be. 
there are some people who are tourists who have heard that it's a great club but will probably not even like the music but they're going anyway there are some musos who know exactly what they're seeing and there are some people who just want to be seen and trying to sometimes trying to you know bring all of those people together into some sort of vibe can be hard right and it's different at the warehouses don't you think yes yes the warehouses definitely seem to have more of the people that you know are there just for the music or, or to catch up with each other. But so not as much, not as many tourists or or people going just to be seen as, as non-warehouse parties. Have you ever been to a party where the phones have been banned? You know, I have, but it's, they never enforce it too harshly. Like they'll just want you, they'll put a sticker over your camera and ask you not to use it. But for the most part, I think people respect that. You know, if they don't want if they don't want you filming their show, you know, I, I won't film it. But if I if I'm trying to meet up with someone, I'll, I'll definitely pull my phone out and, you know, find them. But then I can then I can put it away. I'm uh, quite a bit older than you, but I mm-hmm. I still remember clubbing when people didn't have mobile phones. You know, like just they just didn't have them. Yeah. Well, like not enough people had them that it made any sense to take one with you. Mm-hmm. Or it was left in the car for later or something. Yeah, and you just don't care. Is that a huge difference? I think it was different. I mean, it's hard to remember. Like, it was right. just where we were at the time, you know? So I'm not one of these people who kind of looks back and wishes it was different. Like, every scene and everything evolves. So that's fine. But sometimes you can be on a dance floor and and it just feels like everyone's in their own world. And I think the the positive effect of pre-everybody being um, on their phone in a kind of single experience, it, it just made everybody be t- together in the same room a bit more. It's like when you're you're at home with whoever your partner is or whoever you live with and, and suddenly you realize that you just had your head on your phone for like 10 minutes and you put it down and have a conversation. It's like the, the, the air expands, you know? And I feel like in clubs... It's kind of the same thing. Yes, I've I've felt that. It definitely, yeah, it just uses all your, if you're on your phone, it takes up all your attention. Yeah. So, but I, 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 it's not that I, I miss that, but I think sometimes when the vibe's a bit off, it's often because people aren't really in in the room with each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like, I like going to parties where the experience is so immersive that it it brings everyone together. Right. Yes. Because sometimes it's funny when you're at an event and the DJ is playing a certain song and just everyone takes out their phone and starts filming. And it's just, it feels funny and it looks funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. From the booth. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just see everyone holding their phone and yeah, it's just like they're in their own little world. So what are you working on right now? What's sitting in your door ready to burst out (laughs) so right now um i've just been playing around yeah just working on a few different things and adding different sounds to them nothing ready ready to be sent out yet but just just still playing around and and learning some new synths and yeah just trying to put some some new tracks together 
So obviously understated is a big part of your life. How did you come to be involved with the brand and who was it you met first and, and what was the, the alchemy of that? So the first one I met, I guess is just, is Mike Frazier, Montreal Frazier. That was, I spent most of my freshman year of college hanging out with him. We became really close friends um, that I met Zach back then too. So it's them two that I, that I knew the longest. Yeah. So I think how I at least started DJing for understated was when I first wanted to buy CDJs in the mixer, Zach and Mike actually took me to guitar center. So they came with me and were there when I bought it. And then it's funny, I actually ended up returning it or canceling my order because then I bought it from a friend who was moving to Brazil. So, so you didn't have to buy them in the end, or you just so, got them cheap? Correct. In the end, I just, I canceled my order with Guitar Center and then just got them from a friend. Nice. Um, yes. Yeah, so then if I would have people over to pregame or for an after party or something, Mike would kind of show me how to DJ a little bit. And then from there, I would just, I just practiced a lot of on my own. And then one day Mike called me up and just said, are you ready? Have you been practicing? Are you ready? And it's like, for what? <laughs> and so then he told me about Understated and how they're having their first party. So it's like, okay, yes, I, I'm ready for this. And so that's, that was my first time playing out. And that was the Understated 001. And then, so from there, I've, I started opening up most of, of the parties when I was in town. And then from there, I just, I recently started getting a little more involved and, and actually helping with with putting on the events and and everything else that comes with from the parties. So great that your first outing as a DJ was at a party that matters to you so much. Right, yes, it really was. It, it was so much fun. I was so nervous, but it was all worth it. So if we uh, look forward in the next 12 months, Obviously, we don't know what it's going to look like. So let's jump to 2021. All right. And what would that year look like for you musically in your wildest dreams? My wildest dreams. So I would hope to have put out an EP, at least at least two or three tracks by then. Hopefully play, play some more events. I was actually booked to play a couple other things this year. So hopefully, hopefully those can still happen in 2021. Yeah, just playing more parties around LA and a goal would be to travel and play play somewhere else, maybe a different state. And just and just throwing more events and, and giving other people more chances to, to DJ as well. What was that it like be... playing for Burning Man? Oh, at Burning Man. It's it's so different out there. You just go and um, some of the equipment doesn't work or you just have to deal with everything on the spot, but, but it's so fun. One of the times I teached out there, we were on an art car. And so we were driving around and just, it's like, you wouldn't really have a crowd, but you were just, you know, DJing and driving around, but that was still, it was still just so fun. Yeah. It's just, it just feels different. Will you go back? I would love to go back. I was hoping to go back this year, but of course that's, that's been canceled as well, but I would love to go back. 
the next time, the next time they do have it, hopefully 2021. That's awesome. And do you think it's been kind of, it'll be like a net positive this in the end? I think we're going to come out of it and think that, you know what, we're doing a bit better now, now that we've realized what's important. I hope so. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think even when events start back up again, I think people might be a little scared at first, you know, be social distancing for so long and then all of a sudden just just being around so many people. So we won't play any bangers, nothing too too exciting, just keep it... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> keep it flowy and, and gentle. <laughs> keep it flowy and gentle so people, yeah, just just dance by themselves. Um, Nothing above 126 BPM. <laughs> uh, no, no crowding, the DJ booth. Yeah, I think it might be a little weird at first, but I'm hoping it's a net positive. I mean, even for like environmental reasons, like the air here just feels... It just seems so clear. And it's really can, different, isn't it? It's it's so different. And it even makes me, you know, when this is over, I know I'm not going to be able to just continue working from home, but it makes me want to not drive to work or, you know, find alternate ways or other other things I can do to keep keep nature how, how it's going right now. Do you think DJs are going to travel with wipes now and wipe down <laughs> the CDJs? Honestly, maybe. At I first, think I think yeah. they will too. Maybe bring an extra pair of gloves. DJ maybe, in gloves. Yeah. Maybe not a mask, but, but I, yeah. it's yeah. been done. <laughs> definitely gloves, definitely wipes. And I think people just in general will, will stock up on that stuff more. I'm adding goggles. Goggles. I'm taking it. Can't have it. <laughs> they can Swimming see you goggles. Some, yeah, some goggles. Goggles and headphones. All right. Well, it's been awesome to have you on the show, Hannah, and such an important member of the understated team. So we're we're slowly completing the set of understated staples and sliding its way in in the background is the opening track of Hannah's Mix, which is a delicious selection. So enjoy that. And uh, I'll be seeing you very soon, I hope, Hannah. All right. I hope so, too. I hope so too. Thanks so much. It's good to be here. All right. See ya. All right. Yeah.
all we've got time for on this week's edition of understated presents la underground i'm rukin it's been a pleasure hosting the show for you today and we'll be back in two weeks time with another brilliant interview we've got so many great guests coming up in the next few sessions i'm really excited about it so uh see you in two weeks time So thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to hit us up on our socials. You can go to at understated LA or at understated recordings. And you can catch me anywhere at at Rukin Official. We love to talk to you. And please go to iTunes, rate the show, leave a review. We'll be so grateful. But for now, until the next one, see ya. Understated LA.